Thanks for listening to Ethics. If you would like to earn behavioral ethics CPE for listening to this podcast, there is now a premium course available for purchase on the Earmark app. Just go to earmarkcpe.com or download the Earmark app from the App Store or from the Google Play Store. Hello and welcome to Ethics. I'm Greg Kite. I'm a licensed CPA in the state of Utah. And I'm Adam Browd. I have a master's in business administration from Brigham Young University. Ethics is the only certified course where the presenter, me and you, Mm. get more and more while we discuss the intricacies of behavioral ethics. And today's episode is loyalty, stories, get and Uh, We are going to take seven during the course of this one-hour podcast, and there's no time like the present. What are you going to start off with? I'll start with the Oh, I'm so terrified. I, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Cheers on this one. Yeah. So, ding. Oh, it's like... It's like licorice mouthwash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like black licorice. Like the black licorice. Like the worst, like your the your worst nightmare of your grandpa's <laughs> mouthwash just came true to you. Like a black li- licorice with a vendetta. Like it's going to try to murder you a little bit. Exactly. It's not, it's not bad, though. Yep. All right. We also have another person in the studio with today. She is a baller. She is a shot caller. She has 20 inch blades on her Impala. Well, at minimum, she's a shot caller. It's it's your daughter, my Greg. daughter, Kylie Kite. Kylie hey, Kite. what's up? When she rings the bell, we have to take another shot. So, on today's episode, uh, we're gonna we're gonna start off by talking about loyalty, how loyalty affects one's ethics. Mm. So, first off, Adam, do you consider yourself to be a loyal person? Are you a, are you are you loyal? Yes, absolutely. I I think I have a strong sense of loyalty to. Okay. Individuals, at least. Okay. Towards corporations, less so. Okay. <laughs> towards individuals, absolutely. Right. That's what okay. would get me in trouble. If I land in jail, it's because of my because my loyalty because your human. loyalties potentially. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, which is kind of that's don't kinda, use that against me, please. Well, well, I'm gonna because that's kind of where we're headed <laughs> okay. in today's podcast. This is exactly what you were just you were just talking about. And and funny thing for me, I would not say. That I'm a particularly loyal loyal person. I mean, really? Yeah. Well, first off, I am divorced, so that maybe <laughs> is uh, <laughs> as my daughter pretends nice. to not feel awkward <laughs> by that. Uh, so, but yeah. So, I mean, that right there. Yeah, you're it, divorced. Like, you have two kids. I've got two kids now. Couldn't even stick with the first one. <laughs> had to find had to find another kid. <laughs> right. I was not loyal to my first child. But also, I would say, I mean, I'm not disloyal to people. I don't. Okay. I, I, I you don't go out of your way. I don't go out of my way to be disloyal. But I wouldn't say that loyal. If, if someone was, if I was describing my character to someone else, I probably would, hmm. loyal would probably wouldn't go in there. Tell you who I'm a little less loyal to, knowing all that. <laughs> well, but tell you what. But here, okay. So here's the next thing, though. Do you think loyalty is a component of being good, a good person? Uh, um, is, it, is it a virtue? Is loyalty yeah, a virtue? It's. It, I think it is to a certain point. Okay. It is to a certain point because uh, 
Ooh, this is, feels like a pretty strong extreme, but my brain immediately went to like the Manson murders where <laughs> okay. like those women on, on, they're like, well, this guy told me and I'm just loyal. It's not as yeah. if we all stood and applauded and we're like, sure for you. Sure. Like there's a limit to the loyalty for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. That has to be balanced out by like other virtues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think generally speaking, yeah, if someone... I mean, if someone was like, oh, I'm actively disloyal, I can't. What I do is I befriend people. Uh-huh. I bring them in really close, close enough that I can stab them. And then guess what stab I do? Stab them in the back. Ooh, I stab immediately. Stab First go. At that right. point, I'd be like, oh, feels like a bad person. Right. So so again, so I'm feeling less and less uh, confident in, in uh, just throwing it out there that I don't consider myself a particularly <laughs> loyal person. Well, it's not that you're disloyal, though. Right. But there's a certain amount of loyalty. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, because loyalty builds community and i think that's part of why i have it i think there's like this notion in america that we too often are like you pull yourself up by your own bootstraps you do it all yourself no one succeeds that way spoiler alert you need everybody around you to help you out everyone always has and if you're one of those people who's like i'm a self-made individual really just means that you're kind of ungrateful right like you need other people so there has to be a certain level of loyalty somewhere it's just to what extent right exactly so just to just to look like a smarty pants, Please. there there is a there there's a philosopher who was uh, philosophizing around the time absinthe was made illegal in the United States. Oh, fun. Uh, named Josiah Royce, if I'm getting his name right, he he felt as though for a lot of the same reasons you're talking about, he said that loyalty was the prime virtue. Oh, it's the main virtue. But and mm. I was like going, and, and I kind of sounds like a guy who wants to start a cult. Absolutely, absolutely. That's that's exactly <laughs> that's what, what I was like. thinking too. Oh, really? a, a cult or 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 like. Uh, a mafia boss. Yeah, actually, <laughs> if you just <laughs> swear to me, that's the best right. thing you can do. Hey, like. uh, now that you're in the family, I just yeah. want you to know that the ultimate virtue is loyalty. Yeah. So now go go murder my foes. Feels like you got some strong ulterior motives. Right. When that's your ultimate. Right. But yeah. but when you dig into his philosophy, his reasoning is exactly what you just said. Oh. Where it's like, so, so, I'm also starting a cult, so it's <laughs> like. Yeah. Which I get is, it right. Me and totally. old Josiah, and, and I'm in. I'm your first apostle. Uh, <laughs> Wonderful. The, uh, but yeah, his whole thing was yeah. Society's built on trust. Trust depends on loyalty. Okay. And and if we are going to have some, if, if we, everyone in the in the pl- on the planet, if you really get down to like what is what's the Oop. oh there we go there it is. Mm-hmm. Mm. That is just <laughs> it doesn't get better on the second. <laughs> but yeah, his whole thing was. If if you ask somebody what the perfect society was, it would be just a loving, caring society where everyone's accepted and mm. part of that. And you and his whole thing was you can't have that without loyalty. So, so he took like what is it Aristotle's like social contract or whatever, something like that, and uh, he just like ran with it. I don't I don't know Aristotle's social contract. I could Tell be completely about wrong about this, so okay. someone okay. someone's going to correct me. Good. Basically, just meaning we all write a social contract. Oh, and that's like what society adheres to is this understanding okay. that we're going to operate by like certain rules. Okay. And when people like break certain yeah. social contracts, I think the rule becomes that's when like people riot. But maybe that's a different philosopher at that point. But whatever. Point being, we all have like a subset of rules that we adhere to and that's what makes society work yeah. whether they're said out loud or not and it sounds like he took that and he's like well that's the end all be all right 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 well yeah or at least the foundation okay I mean, yeah and again i we're talking about i i spent 
12 minutes on Wikipedia <laughs> dig, digging into Josiah Royce. So nice. that's that's it. But but here's the flip side stuff and I think this is where you were getting at too sure. before. Is this like let's say let's say you were building a, a Tinder profile and okay. you were okay. and, and it's like hey, hey guys, I'm a foodie, I'm outdoorsy and I'm disloyal. Why do I sound like this on Tinder? That's, it's how everyone sounds on Tinder. <laughs> so if if you did that if, if if you said if that was one of the ways you describe yourself as disloyal as disloyal on tinder on tinder oh chances are you'd be getting a lot of left swipes yeah so uh that, yeah. yeah potential one night stands but a lot but, of left swipes yeah, for that, sure yeah i think i think that the, yeah i think you would it'd be a red flag i mean in terms of evaluating someone for a long term relationship yeah, yeah, disloyalty yeah, yeah, yeah. is probably disqualified sure. for that and you well now you're not so you're in marketing not not so much hr did you do some stuff in hr at I one did. point i did yeah 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 okay yeah, yeah. so I worked in hr for a while awesome so if someone if some if if you ask someone you're hiring someone. You're in the interview. Yes. And you say, what's your biggest weakness? And they were like, I'm disloyal as a mother. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you be like? Okay. And please put the rest of the donut down and show uh, yeah. yourself out. Oh, the comedian side of me would immediately come out and be like, tell me more about <laughs> you. You are, you're, you're no longer an applicant, but you are a case study for sure. <laughs> I would be fascinated by that individual. Right, right. But but we so loyalty is generally seen and I see this too. It's generally seen as a virtue. That's why I'm yeah. feeling somewhat self-conscious that I wouldn't describe myself that way. Disloyalty, I think I can say unequivocally that disloyalty is a vice. That that's not that's not a good thing. Yeah, someone actively trying to yeah, work against people who have helped them in yeah. some way feels weird. Yeah. Feels weird for sure. Yeah. Or just that you're going to... You're Feels like some of my exes, am I right? <laughs> it <laughs> seems like true. you can't... They're all wonderful people. I, I think disloyal is also like I'm untrustworthy. I think that... Isn't that part of what is being communicated? Yeah. How do you trust someone if they're... Yeah. If... if Well, it's, it's weird for anyone to center their whole personality on any sort of like negative part, right? right? Where right. they're like, I'm a liar. Like everybody's a liar. But then, yeah. then be like... Yeah, that's okay, an identifying part of me. It would good be point. that much more strange. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but a fascinating case study of an individual once again. So to wrap back around to Aristotle, yes. where you got us to. So Aristotle wrote a book called uh, How do you say it? Nicomachean Ethics. Uh, bestseller. Be uh, uh, big time before the Gutenberg Press. You just couldn't keep him in the <laughs> scroll in the scroll stores. Yeah. Uh, the uh, so in in Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics, uh, that's where we get the concept of virtue ethics. How familiar are you with the concept of virtue ethics? Uh, not explicitly by that name, at least. Okay, well, yeah, dig into it. Okay, we'll, see. well, so this is this is this is where I hate going in other behavioral uh, other behavioral ethics CPEs is when people go, well, when you really look at ethics and you look at virtue ethics versus uh, other types of you know utilitarianism. Do you know utilitarianism? Yeah, the the great greatest good for the greatest number yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, how you, yeah yeah and it has its flaws virtue ethics yeah, is, is another construct like that where it basically says it doesn't matter what you do is not the focus of virtue ethics it's who you are is the f focus of virtue ethics but who you are is not what you do well what you do is a consequence of who you are oh okay. so if you're focusing gotcha. on being the type of person that you're going to be the you know the, then your actions will reflect the quality of person that you are. Are you starting to feel it just a little that bit? That was that's a, that was a very ab 
uh, I'm starting to feel it already. This just, is the fastest just, I've ever felt. Is that. it? This is going to be a rough. This is going to be a rough podcast, <laughs> and my daughter's here to witness it all. The humiliation is extreme. I'm okay. Here's another thing. I'm loyal as a mother to my kids, though. Mm. You can't. You can't shake the loyalty that I have to these kids. I'm going to be crying by the end of this podcast because my daughter's here. That's today. where we swap. I've never been divorced, but as soon as I go to the park, I treat it like just an exchange program. <laughs> I'm like, here's here's this kid. I'll stall. Give, give me yours for a week. You have mine. It's whatever. Yeah. Oh, these kids, man. I will. I'm to till the yeah, ride or die to the grave. <laughs> I don't know if that's how they feel about them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh but yeah they well they don't get another dad so um so here's here's where aristotle's uh virtue ethics where they go too is it yes one of the fascinating things about virtue ethics is that it talks about any virtue as being a mean between two extremes okay and each of the extremes is a vice the the, the most common example of this is is courage Okay. Where you go, okay, courage is, there, there's like an- ex- The virtue. That's the virtue. Okay. And courage is, because you go, okay, what's what's the vice related to courage? What would Cowardice you, is the yeah, first one that cow- comes to Cowardice, mind. absolutely. And so- uh, Oh my gosh. She is very enthusiastic with that bell. Yeah. I feel like we should have gotten her a cowbell for that. Mm. Um, but, uh, okay, so, but then- so, so yeah, what? Cowardice is the first one that comes to mind. Exactly, and that's right. So, so basically, courage is the mean. If you don't have enough courage, you're a coward. That's mm. a vice. Being a coward is a vice. If you have too much courage or whatever that is, okay, then you end up just being a a, a foolhardy jack. Who's you know? Then mm. then you're out like picking fights with strangers at bars for no reason because it's like I don't <laughs> I don't care. And so so courage, he would say that's that's the mean. Between these two extremes, you don't okay. want to go to either of those extremes. Interesting. And so then, you want to hit the middle, right? And then an example that I've got here on our cheat sheet. Yes. Uh, as as a, as a couple of stand up comedians, I think this hits more close to home. And this is one that he actually lists in in the uh, Nicomachean Ethics. Oh, that's is fun. is wittiness. Wittiness is like a sense of humor. You want to have a sense of humor. Yeah. But you can go you can go too far either way where you're a buffoon mm. where you're just out being just clowning around just cl- to to the extreme where everybody's like this this fucking guy I don't want to be I would love someone to describe me as a buffoon as a, though at some point like that <laughs> at that point they they hated me so much they searched their dictionary to insult me and I'm right. like that's pretty cool right to get under someone's skin that bad that's pretty neat exactly but I'd re- prefer I, no, someone I, I calling that. me witty. I'd prefer right. being called witty. He was a buffoon. What an outright buffoon I feel of like, a comedian. I would be like, this is a great moment in my life still. I feel like if someone called you a buffoon or called me a buffoon, they'd have to smack me across the cheek with a gauntlet as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Take off their glove. This, you, my sir. Do you sir, bite your thumb at me, I sir? I do bite my thumb at you. I just watched that last night. Oh, really? The, the Leo Leonardo DiCaprio one. Leo Leonardo? Leo Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo Leonardo um, okay, so, DiCaprio. Okay, so, so if a good sense of humor, wittiness is what yes. Aristotle calls it. If that's the mean, buffoonery is you've got too much of it, and just boorishness, just like being a not having any sense of humor is the opposite. So, so again, oh. it's like you want to have this mean. I believe the same thing is true with loyalty. Okay. Loyalty is this, it, you got to have this mean yeah. of loyalty where you're not so loyal that you're going to, that you're going to end up in jail for somebody. Yeah. Absolutely but you not. also don't want to be disloyal because that's, that's obviously a, a crappy, you're a bad person. Feels if weird to that. have the vice be labeled as disloyalty though, uh-huh. because the descriptor is, 
it's not the virtue. Right. This vir- you know what I mean? Right. Which is stab in the backiness, Ste- I guess stab- is what we're yeah, going for yeah. instead. Throwy, anyway. throwy under the bussiness. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's fun. So, okay, so... Then we get let's let's wrap this back around to okay. CPAs, CPAs and to, yes. to accountants, uh, like why we do these professional ethics at all. We're supposed to we're supposed to call up uh, uh, lying and stealing. Yeah, that's what we do yes. when we review financial statements. We're supposed to say, "Oh, something bad's going on." If we see something bad going on there, yeah, we got to call that out. I feel like you can't be loyal almost at all, right? So, as an accountant, if I've learned anything from drug ethics in these last. Last three. It is right. two shots is enough. And just second to that is that accountants need to be narcs. Yeah, that that's right. That's that's exactly right. Is right? We, we are we're financial narcs is exactly Hire me as an accountant. We've I'm halfway gotta, there. There you you, I, you just I can barely do basic math, but other than that, but I'm halfway there. Your ethics are spot on <laughs> as a narc is what is what it is. Perfect. Because we are, and that's and, and we talked about in a, in another podcast, we talk about independence. Yeah, and that's the whole thing too. What loyalty versus independence mm. is in? Well, I mean, maybe that's it. We were talking about what's the what's the uh, oh, w- what do you call yeah, yeah, it yeah. instead of disloyal? Is it independent? Too far on the side of independence is or or but that's the thing. As an accountant, you can't get too far. You're supposed to be yeah, independent. Period. Yeah. So uh, so is it a is it a virtue or is it not a virtue to be loyal? How loyal are to your customers? You talk about that in business a lot, where it's like I want my customers to be loyal to me. That means I need to be loyal to my customer. Yeah. Is that? But we're not supposed to be. We're supposed to be independent. We're supposed to narc them out if they're if they're do if their books are. Sh- I I just don't want you guys to be lonely and sad, and it feels like it's headed oh, that way. We come on. <laughs> That's when when someone's writing a movie and they need a character who's lonely and sad. What occupation do they give them? It's accountant oh, or HR. Or, and I got out of HR for a reason. No, it's never HR. Those guys are giving hugs all day long. No way. They, yeah, well, I mean they're, no way. they're giving hugs and let you cry on their shoulder oh, while you everyone, pack your desk. Oh, but everybody hates them so, so much. But no, but I actually I, they're the reverse of loyalty, right? Because HR is always the people who are like, no, we value the employees, but we all really know that they're like, how does this work well? for the company right 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 so it is the opposite of accounting of anything but but i'd say i i'd say if you're looking for someone who's lonely and isolated yes you 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 cast them as an accountant or as a librarian those are Mm. kind of your two choices pretty fair your two choices in a movie so yeah so we're supposed to be independent like that and so here's the thing uh if you're loyal because we talked about throwing people under the boat i also say if you're loyal throw them right under that boat if you're if you're did i say boat you sure did awesome If drown them and then run them just, over with a boat, that's just, as disloyal as it if comes. That, if that propeller's on, man, you're so not loyal, you couldn't even use the common turn of phrase. You had to go <laughs> further than that and throw them under a whole boat. That's crazy. <laughs> well, here's the reason why because my notes say if you're loyal, you don't rock. The oh, there boat. we go. That you don't sense. rock the boat. Okay. If you're if you're loyal, that's true. Yeah. Which I I mean we've all. We've all met people like that, I feel like, who are at like a company and when everybody's complaining, if they walk in the room, you're like, but actually it's a good thing. None of us got raises this year and I'm kind of glad for it, you know, just because you know that person's going to be like, what? How could you, how could you say that? Right. How could you say that about this company, right? Yeah. Well, and, and even like, like very topical right now, there are workers at Amazon who are trying to organize a union. Oh, yeah. And if you organize a union, you're rocking the boat. And sure. organizing the union, you are you are being painted because 
I mean, you're basic. Are you being loyal to your company if you're organizing a union? Loyal to your fellow man. Lo- loyal to your coworkers, maybe. Yeah, but not to the company. Uh, maybe I could see it painted both ways. I could. Well, I because it depends. Because unions can help companies in a lot of ways as well. That depends sound, on how you want to define. That sounds like a bleeding success. heart liberal to me. Is what that sound, <laughs> sounds, sounds like. But there's just there's a few people who are listening to us who just like shut off real quick. Yeah, like, no, yeah, no, 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 like, no one should hear this. I don't need a behavioral ethics credit this bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kylie, is that four? That's a lot. It's still. Okay, so a couple of things, um, Adam. Couple yes. of things. First off, yeah. Number one, hit me. And now I've forgotten. First off, we, uh, last time, yes. To, uh, how, like how how bad did you get drunk last time? I got too drunk last time. What happened last honest. time to okay. you? Okay, I already told Greg this, but I wanted to tell the listeners because I we you should know we record this at like a ten thirty a.m. a.m. It's a horrible decision. It really to get that drunk. By 11.30 a.m. for sure. And so, and then I go home to my two kids and the way my wife has agreed to this is she's like, okay, but as soon as you walk through that door, you're a full functioning adult, which I'm like, (laughs) I'll give my best shot. And we went to the park when I came home last time and I fell asleep like immediately while we were all at the park. At the park. And my wife didn't even bother waking me up. So I woke up two hours later (laughs) in a public park, sunburned, (laughs) drunk. And I was like, this is a real low moment. If this is such a cliche of right. a character right. in a movie. Like if someone wrote this in a movie, they'd be like, people don't actually do this though. And people right. would be like, Adam Brown, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Does. I know one graduate guy of Brigham who did Young do University. That. Yeah. Great story. Uh so so uh if you're loyal, you don't rock the boat. But are CPAs supposed to rock the boat? Easy question. That's a layup. Yeah. You rock that yeah, boat. Yeah, we're supposed listen. Listener, you're supposed to rock the damn boat. So yeah. rock that rock that boat. Um, here's the thing, personal story of mine. My old boss. So when I so I I'm a CPA. I spent one year at a CPA firm. I got hired away by the company that I still work for. The guy who hired me away from the CPA firm, he stole six hundred and five thousand dollars from the company. Six hundred and five thousand dollars. We were able to get a, a large portion of that back. I think what we actually had to write off. It, well, plus accrued interest. When you had accrued interest on that, it was like seven hundred seven hundred eighty thousand, something like My that. My goodness. So yeah. What a talented man. So he in the wrong area. But he this guy, he was he talked about loyalty all the damn time. Well, of course he did. Loyal it was like we it just was mentioned like, cults. He our, was trying to do one in the company. Yeah, he was like, Do you have my back or do you not have my back? It was, it was like, well, I, I, but I have to, I have to make sure that the stakeholders know what's, what I'm seeing that you're doing because because there should have been a few people who were just like, I've got your back, but to what amount? And now, now to make, to make it clear, because there's going to be a lot of accounts who are like, he stole $605,000 and you didn't just throw him in jail. He threw the CPA firm that I used to work for. They okayed this. He had it, he had it uh, in the books as a loan. So it was a it, hmm. it was he took a six hundred and five thousand dollar loan over the course of about a decade and had not paid even a penny toward interest or principal. That's over a, that that's what I'm talking. And that's there, a pretty good loan. And there was no there was no loan document either. So there was no there was no legal document. Mm. There was no repayment of this. That loan. is a quality but loan. It was booked as a loan. So what it, company was this? I would the, also like to take a loan out. Right. At this exactly. Point. That sounds pretty nice. So um so he. 
was hardcore about loyalty. Abs- and, of course he was. And it and it was one of those things where I was going, okay, I'm making sure as the accountant for this company now, I'm making sure that the member managers of this LLC understand what's happening with you and this loan and what and that it's been incre- and they they like and and just over the course of time they ended up were like, yeah, we can't. Well, it was weird too. Just full disclosure on this whole thing. He he was also in his 60s when I got hired by the mm. company and he was making like $150,000 a year oh. from the company. And they were like, if we fire him, there's no way he can get another job. If he's not repaying it when he's making $150,000, oh, if we sure. fire him, there's no we way he's going to be able to replay it as a Walmart greeter. Oh, so, sad. so he had, he had frauded himself into job security oh. because they were like, the only way he can repay this loan to us is if we keep him on the payroll, <laughs> oh, making great. what he's making right now. So what a bunch and, of bleeding hearts yeah, you guys were. But they, but they knew about, and the crazy thing was they, they didn't, the other, the other weird thing, just in terms of intercompany dynamics, they, they wouldn't fire him about the loan because the managing members, like the managers of the LLC, the people yeah. who, because we have members, and then you have managing members who are like kind of in charge. They were embarrassed that he was able to take all this money from oh, the company. They so took it they, personal. If they fired him, they'd be like, "Well, people are going to start asking questions if we fire him." What? And they and they didn't want to they didn't want to lose face in front of the other members. What a weird so concern. It was the weirdest like the the interpersonal and company dynamics involved in that whole thing were bizarre. But wow. the baseline, this guy was hardcore. He was like, do you have my back? And I and I was like, I have to tell you I do. But at the same time, I got to make sure that I get this stuff out there because it was the right thing to do. You I had, had to rock the boat. I had to rock the damn boat. Hey, an People, accountant's role is to be both be the waves, but help help the boat make it through the storm. That's my inspirational quote for this. It's felt terrible saying it. Dude, that was like very good. That was awesome. That good? Can you say it again? The accountant's role is to not only create the waves, but help the boat, help the boat make it through that's, the storm. That's really good. Thanks, that's man. That's quality. You guys if, if this sounds really cheesy to you, take five shits of that four, and we're only for it. Are we how many have we done? We're only four. No. <laughs> Please. Okay, so this is why it's good that we have notes because my brain is not working well anymore. Um, People can use loyalty to coerce other people into colluding with them in the in in their unethical behavior. Which is what it felt like that guy was trying to do clearly, right? Because he was like, "Do you have my back?" Yeah, to the degree of six hundred and five thousand dollars is basically what he was asking exactly and i was like well i'm not gonna call for your resignation but i might eventually and i actually ended up doing that which i'll tell you what that was a that was an action that i took because i this guy hired me Mm. and i and finally i got to the point and it wasn't just his loan his loan was part of it but he also was just massively overspending our budget every year at the company and i'm the cpa i'm this was the ceo this was the C- basically dude. He was that's your C- main CEO. job, bro. Yeah, overspend. And so, no, thank and, you. And he was way overspending. And I was like, dude, we overspent last year. We overspent by one hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars. Plus, you spent four hundred thousand dollars on a on a capital improvement project uh, at the at our company. So between both of those, we don't have the money to do this. And and what? How, tell me how. Let's start working at ways where we can rein in the spending. He didn't want to hear any of my ideas of Dang. how we could like rein in the spending. He hired and, you, which meant when he interviewed you, I mean, you mentioned that you're not necessarily a very loyal person, but he saw something in you that was like, this guy will lie for me. That's what that means, Craig. <laughs> right. Something in your interview told him. Right. So 
I, this, this is, is five? This is the first time I've been like, oh, please, dear God, not another one. This is same, same. This mm. is the only time that I'm like, I'm mm. going I'm going to hurt myself. By yeah, the so one. that was five. Okay, here's another thing. We got to keep going. We got to keep tackling this these this content. Trains um, are moving. Woo, woo. Let's so, do this. So people can use loyalty to coerce other people into joining them in their unethical behavior. Frequently they do. But also... If we both if we both do something unethical together, Ooh. that can create loyalty oh. between us. Yeah. Cause let's say we rob we rob a bank. Let's do it. And we and we murder the third guy in our in our team who I have helped hesitancies us. Hesitancies about that part. But just say just, I mean, it's just a thought experiment. Sure. If we do that, you and me are gonna be pretty loyal to each other. Yeah. Because if either of us narks either of us out, we both go to jail forever. I've Our, seen Goodfellas. I know how it works. Yeah, there you go. So there. So so lo, so. Here's what I'm saying. Yeah, loyalty is seen as a virtue. Sure. But loyalty can easily either be the result of unethical behavior, or it can be the cause of unethical behavior. Mm. So so ask yourself this: Is loyalty really a virtue? Uh, it feels like we're in the same spot. It's the right amount of it because yeah. too far along the okay. spectrum. And what's so, the extreme of loyalty? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get all like like preachy, and you're like, actually, we already answered this question <laughs> at sh- three. Yeah, we've been there. So, uh, an interesting uh, interview that I heard. This was a long time ago on a sure. podcast that no longer exists. Called oh, that's too bad. Oh, what what was it called? I can't even remember what it was called. It was with a dude named Chris Marquette. Who who was the host of the, the podcast? Uh, it was called Fraud Talk. That oh. just came back to me. The marketplace of Marquette ideas. Use he, that in the future, Chris Marquette. He had a guest on his show who he interviewed. Okay, this guest was the district attorney of Northern California. Okay, who were, his part of his job was investigating white collar crime, embezzlement, those sorts of things. Oh, Northern California, like San Francisco, is that what like, we're talking about? I think San Francisco to Redding is where we're oh, talking about. Oh, that's like that's kind of that's close to where I'm from. So now is I'm it, excited. Wait, where are you from? I'm from Medford, Oregon. Oh, okay. So, so Southern that, Oregon, but the Northern great state Calif- of Jefferson. Shout out to everybody who lives there. Awesome. Uh, so you're like, I'm from California by which I'm from Northern California, by which I mean, (laughs) no, it is state of Jefferson. (laughs) People listening will know. I don't know what that means. So, uh, so here's the thing. His, his recommend this district attorney, like legit. He was like, one of the best things you can do for your company is make sure that everyone in the accounting department just hates each other oh if whoa. They, he's like he's like team building forget team building you need to make like oh. animosity building you need to make these pe- <laughs> you need to you need to instill just just vile hatred ah. among your team because you watched hunger games use that as the jumping off point for your next company activity for this specific division because his idea was if these people don't if they hate each other they don't trust each other if they hate each other they're not loyal to each other mm. and if they're not loyal to each other, they're gonna narc each other out yeah, if they're doing they're like, some bad shit. Where'd that five cents go, Greg? It was five cents to you, but it's ethical behavior to me. Where'd that five cents go? And Greg? there's no materiality threshold for fraud. That's I fun. had to throw oh. that in. For, that was for the accountants. Know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, so I think that was the end of my story about the DA from Northern California. Here's cool. here's the how much I don't even know how much time we. This is We're how at bad five. This oh, five. Sh- so we're about forty minutes in. I'm gonna say we've got one in completely other topic. We got a, a another topic we need to 
get into. We're not even done with loyalty yet. But here, I am so sorry, Kylie, that you had to see me like this. Here's the here's the solution to the loyal. Here's the loyal. Solve my problems, Greg. This the solution to the problem of the loyalty conundrum is this. It's transparency again. We've I, talked about transparency we before. Did. Transparency is the solution to the loyalty conundrum. Get here, visible. Here is why. Get Go visible. On. Here's why. Yeah. You can come in. So if I'm in, if I'm in this interview, uh-huh. I say, listen, interviewer, I am fiercely loyal, but I am also fiercely ethical. Oh. And I demand both of those in return oh. from the company that I work for. That's Sasha right? Fierce. How I would you it. no, but seriously, as an HR guy, how would you feel if somebody came in hot like that to an interview? If I'm, someone used the word fierce that many times, I would be terrified for my life. Would I you? would be like, there's oh. there's a little too much going on. Okay. <laughs> but but here's but here's the thing. Loy, I'm gonna say this. The Loy- hardest thing to find in an interview is someone who's just a normal functioning human being. As weird as that might sound, <laughs> really? honestly, that's the majority of interviewing. It's just like, can you just hold a basic conversation without like my vi- like yeah. those vibes going off? And that's like that's most HR. You're normal. You're hired. That's so much of it. Wow, that's good. We're oh, gonna do. We an- haven't even poured. The oh, we next- haven't. Are We're you gonna doing do an- again? Or are you doing? Yeah, I'll keep with that. Okay, we're gonna me do too. an HR I've, podcast at some time, and it's that, gonna be super dude, fun. As well. HR, that would be such a fun. I'm gonna cheers you with this one, just because hey, that's how gone it's fun, I am. It's green. It, I like it's, it. It's a weird green. Mm. It, that's six. It's the only alcohol that tastes worse. Right. The other Each ones time. that we've had, we've been like, oh, this is this gets easier to the further you get. It feels like it's mad at me. It feels like it's like, how did I not kill this guy already? And it's actively trying to more with each. Right. If loyalty requires reciprocal loyalty, mm. does that make sense? R e c p i o. How do you spell reciprocal? Right, it's, right here, it's right here. R e c i p r o c l a l. That's what it means to me. That's right. R e c. I can't do this because twice. if you're not loyal to listen, if you're not loyal to me, reciprocal then I'm, just a little bit. If, yeah. If you're not loyal to me, if you, you know I am, if you, if you, but I know I know you are. But let's yeah. say don't again, question thought it. experiment. Use if, a different person. If okay, if okay, don't use your daughter. If you Frank, that your daughter. Oh, listen. If it. Zach Frank is Zach's, not loyal, Zach oh. Frank, the producer of the show. I hope he's not. He's going to edit this to make it sound like such two f- idiots, and I love that. <laughs> I hope you're not loyal to us. If he's not loyal to me, I don't have. Then that frees me from my responsibility to, to be. Re- uh, loyal to him, yeah, right. Yes. If you if you stab me in the back, then it's I'll stabby. stab you in the front. It's <laughs> exactly that's how loyalty works, right? This but started listen, off as a fun thought experiment. So I turned it no, into stop. a real threat. I'm you so got sorry, we Zach. got to cover the content. Please do, despite the absence. With uh, can you is the absence of content? Does your <laughs> does your mouth feel tingly? Oh, so tingly. Good. Okay, I just want to make sure it was both. My of us. tongue is dancing so, on its own. So. And if it's you, the salsa. But listen, uh, so if you're not loyal to me, then, then I don't have to be loyal to you. But we are loyal to but each you, other. Okay, if Zach's not loyal to me, I don't have to be loyal to Back Zach. to Zach. And if Zach's unethical, mm. I, can, I can make a contract, a social contract with Aristotle, Zach that says, shout out, if, you, if, you, if you want me to be unethical, yeah. if you're unethical, that breaks. The, you, the only way you're loyal to me is if you're ethical. You gotta be ethical, otherwise you're breaking my loyalty. You have got to be ethical, or you're breaking my loyalty. I'm I'm loyal to you, and if you're unethical, you're not being loyal to me by your 
you're you're fucking unethicality. I encourage every accountant to do what Greg just did and poke, try to at least virtually, but ideally physically poke your coworkers in the chest and say, if you're not loyal to me. Then I'm not, but only with ethicality, and I think it'll go over great. It'll go good, and you'll definitely not be fired. If you listen, my this is HR what I, experience says that you won't be brought into HR in the this, slightest. This is what I have written on the paper. Is this is like if yeah. it's this is a, this is the scene in the movie that's really good. It's what like, guidance did you, sober Greg give us? If Speak you it. <laughs> right, because Greg wrote the the notes. If you ever expect me to be unethical, you're breaking your loyalty. Your loyalty to me, and if you break your loyalty to me, I will burn your house to the <laughs> ground. Oh but then I, but then I struck that through. Oh, that's fair. So the burn your house to the ground, and said, then I, uh, I will break my loyalty to you. Feels very Batman like. If you expect me to be unethical, you are breaking your loyalty to me. And if you break your loyalty to me, I will burn your house to the ground. <laughs> break my loyalty to Can you. you. I will avenge my bears. So, um, I think that's the end of our topic. Of, according to my cheat sheet, this isn't the end. This is the beginning you, of ethics. This is this is a path that we've all gone down, and we've all walked path, down this path of ethics. Within four simple podcasts, you went from a horrible human being to the wonderful ethical person that you are today. Isn't that wonderful? Think about it. You you binged all these in four hours. And four hours ago, if we would have asked you, do you want to steal from your company, you would have been like, that was my primary goal. But now, now look at you. You're so grown up. You're so much ethical. You're a fucking narc. We're I'll so, give you, that's for sure. We're but so still. We're so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, so proud accountants. Of hey, go count something, but, but count something for yourself. You know, don't count. Don't use basic math for someone else. Do it for you. You know? And your job is to create the waves and also to help that boat get through the storm. Now, here's the next thing we need to talk about. On the have, lake of business. You're, on, go ahead. On the, so what are you going to say? Here, the other thing, people didn't understand this from the, top, from the title of this episode. Yeah. So the, the title of this podcast is I Loyalty. I am loyal to no st- man. I will do it. <laughs> no, no, I can't. I'm loyal to you, and I will not let you do that. Bummer. The title of this episode is Loyalty Stories. And oh, probably people yeah. are like, going, what the story. fuck does stories have to do with ethics? Let me tell you what stories have to do with that. First off, um, you, you're you an MBA. I'm an MBA, correct? Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um, and what's up? MBA. MBA for life. So when we took our MBA, when and even before that, we'd all known about mission, mission, vision, and values. Yes. Right? Those are like big time. Plus, we're from Utah. That's we're true. from the land of Stephen Covey, which for some reason oh, I feel goodness. like, ugh. It's that's that's all Stephen Covey. Uh, he's the cloud that surrounds whole business here in Utah. Yeah, which is great. He's great. He, I love him. Yeah, he is. He's cool. I love his principles. Um, but here's the thing. Um, when what do you think specifically? When uh, do you think those ideas are are just business bull? Or do you think that they're legit important? When it comes to core values in a company, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I let's think say- it depends on the company for sure. Because there's some companies live by it. I was fired once by a company that said that they are family. Let's be honest. I would never fire my family. Oh. I would just find a different place. They for them. were so unloyal to you. They were very disloyal. And they were they- disloyal. They actively fired me for terrible reasons, which I oh. cannot talk about because because uh, that's probably that's maybe too much actually. Yeah, oh, <laughs> let's oh, no. go on. Let's yeah. move on. Don't Google Adam Brown now to see what company. Don't look at his LinkedIn. Oh, that's true. I didn't specify which company. So you so didn't. I think I'm safe. Okay, good. So, um, 
Are they legit or are they? Yeah, it depends yeah, on the company, right? Are they legit? Right? Or, oh, oh my God! Please, yeah, Kylie. we both hate everything. Terrible daughter, mm. making us do this. Mm. I think it was a lapse in my judgment to to think was the right idea. You know that for this? moment in Harry Potter where Voldemort or Dumbledore is like, "No, don't make me drink it, Harry," and Harry keeps feeding him the water. Do you know that part, Kylie? Bummer, because mm. you're Harry in that that's situation. Not, that's not a scene from the movie. It is. It's number six. No. Okay. So, okay. Six. So you think, so it depends on the company. Yes. Depends have, on the company, depends on the values. Some okay. of them are absolute bull. Okay. And here's my thing. I Here's here's my 100% take on, on core values. Because <laughs> yeah. forget mission, forget vision. Let's talk about core Get values. Get out of here, mission, core, vision. They can be legit. Sure. But here's the only re- only way that you if you say your company has core values, the only way those core values are legit if you've got a story where you oh. sacrifice something, where you risk and sacrifice something to maintain that core value. Sure. If you don't As have a that story, it, then that's not a core value. Yeah. If you're oh, if your core value is family, but then you fired anybody then, who's around, then who cares? Yeah. Who cares about that? You yeah. gotta have an example that shows that you're family. Yeah, right? yeah. Show me show me how you lost some money yeah. to maintain your core value. Show me how you invited me to Thanksgiving and I made a mess of it, and yet you invited me back the next year. And then hu- family is your core value. That's exactly right. I love this this guy. Yeah, dude. Can I tell you, listener, this guy was he's been And I love Thanksgiving. He's Mashed been potatoes, so, like re, we do a lot of comedy together. This guy, he's he's been a. I was lucky. I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I found you, man. Um, so there's an HBR article. It may or may not be in the show notes for this podcast because I don't know if there are show notes for this podcast. There's an HBR article where some guy who I guess is an HBR guy talks about uh, core va- uh, talks about values. Yes, and he says there's different kinds of values. Yes, there's core values. Sure. There's aspirational values. Okay. And there's permission to play values. Let me explain. What the hell does that mean? Core values. They're in your core. They're right in your gut. They're in your abdomen. You can feel them. They're necessary for a company. Let's move on. What's the next right. one? And they guide all of a company's actions. That's a core value. Aspirational. You want to be it. You're not there yet, yeah. but you're working it's towards like it. I, you I, can do it, buddy. We love you and accept you for who you are, but we prefer the person you could be. Yeah, I wish this was a value. Yeah. That's an aspiration value. Now, permission to play value, that's an interesting one. Permission to play value, that's one of the things that's like, this is the minimum standard uh, behavior, (laughs) minimum standard of behavior and social interaction that you have to maintain for us to not to fire your ass. That's fun. Oh, that's very fun. But that's also a value. Because it's like sure. if you if you pull your pants but a down, bare minimum. If you pull your pants down in the break room, I would not. Gotcha. So that's permission to play values. So sure, but, but that was just fun to talk about. Because permission to play that's that's actually very fun. I like that because that yeah. could be someone like you interviewing and being like, I'm not a very loyal person, and I'd be like, to what degree is an accountant? And you're like, I'm gonna sell your down a river if you do any sort of fraudulent activity. And I'm like, well, fuck, that's exactly what I want an accountant. Bring it in, Bring it and in. you'd be like a core value of mine is to not have too much physical touch with my employer because that creates this awkward is- circumstances. And I'd be like, you passed round two, so let's hire you. Right That's on. what I would do. So, you, so I passed your core value and your permission to play value. Absolutely, exactly. You can play, bro. All values are aspirational values unless you have a story to back them up. A story where you where you for you forwent you forgoed forwent you forwent yeah. Money 
Oh. To maintain that value, that's a core value for dollar, your dollar company. Dollar bills, y'all. Now, here's the thing. Yes. With with CPAs and CPA firms, CPA, they always are like a core value of ours is that we will we will uphold the highest level of it, ethics and integrity in the job that we do. That's did you know that? I didn't know that's, that. That's true. Uh, if you and really most companies will have some kind of like lip service to ethics to ethics in their in their. Sh- that makes sense. I yeah. feel like that's most MBA programs where yeah. they're like, hey, we're super ethical. Part of that feels suspicious where it's like you wouldn't have to specify how ethical you are constantly right. if people didn't suspect you of not being ethical, which feels like maybe there's some weirdness. There. Yeah, but, kind of a thou dost but protest guess, too much. It, oh, great. But I guess that is that is the case for accountants because the thing that I don't envy from you guys is that, man, do you guys have so much of a burden upon you? Because you're the final checkpoint, right? So you got to be ethical more than anybody else because you got to check everybody else's work. Kudos to you guys. I'll be honest. I have never respected an accountant in my life besides Greg. And I still don't respect him because of his accounting abilities. But now, (laughs) what this podcast has taught me, this is what it has taught me, is I met a lot of people in my MBA who would ask questions and I would be like, oh my gosh, you, oh, someone's going to work for you eventually? What a terrible person you are. Yeah. And now I'm going to pray nightly if I did that, uh, that the accountants would double check their work because you guys are sincerely the last check towards ethical behavior for so many CEOs who 12% of which are psychopaths and the extra 88% are just hiding their tendencies well. So go out there and be ethical. Ethic eth- ethic it up, man. And that's, ethic. That's, Do one ethic today. And that was what felt like should have been the end of the podcast. <laughs> Keep but going. I don't not. care. That was Adam going on a going just on a. It on felt a like I was box. preparing people for battle. Men, there are unethical people on our front <laughs> front line. There are men who will look into the whites of your eyes, and will they have, will they place their budgets on the wrong line? They will. And if and you we'll find wait. yourself riding through fields of fields of wheat, you have found yourself in Valhalla. Will they look at their? Uh, goods and will they falsify the records thereof of the cost they shall based on a handshake and a deal but will you keep them from it yes yes you shall <laughs> go forth and be ethical so here's the thing yeah if you don't have a story earth, so so basically what i'm going for is this. i'm it's, so far out of it so much farther out of it than your I've wife been on is any gonna be single episode of this your wife is gonna be so mad at me i today. ate an old biscuit for nothing before this podcast no think of where you nothing been, to the listener but everything to you he, he ate a biscuit to make sure there was some carbs in his tummy before he ate out this and just think where you'd be if it weren't for that biscuit which was homemade i made that myself so you're welcome. That was made with love. Now, so we got we got to wrap this up because we are not in a good position right now. You if you if you think you have a core value and you can't back it up with a story, it's not a core value, but don't be afraid, don't be ashamed, don't, don't do despair no because there are ways for you to create stories to back up your these things that are aspirational to to turn an aspirational value into a core value. Yeah, Here's the there's thing. A way. I'm going to just list list a few of them. First off, Number if, one. Eth- if ethics is a core value of yours, fire a, a client that you think has bad ethics that you think is a like Get a, them out of here. If they're sketchy, why are you doing business with them? Yeah. Get rid of them. 
And then essential and oils, get it out of here. And they're Whatever's like sketchy. My company that I work for, the CPA firm, they yeah. knew we were sketchy as Whoa. They, they knew that my boss was doing the that he was doing. Oh, not the one you currently work for, the previous one. Well, the bo- he it's the company I work for, but it was the old boss. I'm, I'm the boss now. Oh, nice. This is what happened. Hell yeah, and you're ethical as shit. You do a whole right, podcast about it. And I'm disloyal it. as fuck. Because I threw, because I got rid of him, but but that's the thing. I needed to, I needed to rock the boat. Now listen. So fire, fire a sketchy client. If my CPA firm get him out of here. If they'd fire my client, and then they told everybody, hey, why'd we get rid of that hundred thousand dollar a year client? And they said because we thought they were sketchy. That would have been a great way for them to to create a, a, a a culture of ethics and how to back up their core value that ethics are important. Here's another one. Back it up now. If you have a vendor, if you're in industry, if you're a CPA in industry. you got a vendor. Imagine it. You've got a vendor who's who's like a brother or a sister or a dad. Someone you kiss on the cheek and it's not awkward. Never on the mouth because that's incest. You need to... we need to fire them. Get them out of here. Because that's a way where fraud can happen. And then they're like, why oh, did you yeah. Why'd you fire your dad? And then you go, because listen, that's how important ethics are to us as a company. I fired my mother. That's what, that's, you just created a story. Also make your accountants Ooh. hate you as a person. And then you can keep your dad on the payroll. And you could just make people hate you. That's another option we learned earlier, I think. Disregard what he just said. He gets sicker than I do. It's the true. other one. Listen, the last one. I think I feel like that sort of relates to something we talked about. I feel earlier. like I could bench press you right now. That's the, where my confidence level the, is at. If I held you in my I, arms like a baby, I could lift you the, and bench press you. The third way to create a story is, is this. Listen, is if you work at a CPA firm. Which you likely do. Don't require your staff to work to to do sixty billable hours. No one needs in that in one life. week. No. What are you doing? Stop it. Because we in another. Do you remember when we talked about ego depletion? Adam I remember Brown? everything about that. Yeah, because if you cause them, you're gonna. If you make somebody do sixty billable hours a week, they got to make so many decisions, and at the end of it, they're going to be questioning themselves so much, or they're just going to be passing it off and being like. If I care. Yeah, and they're not going to have the self-control to make ethical decisions if you're working them that And then if people are going, why did you reduce the number of required billable hours per week during busy season? Because I'm ethical. That's right. And then guess what? You just created a story. You just... A story because I'm ethical. You just forwent money for ethics. Because I'm ethical. That's how you create a core value. Am I too aggressive when I'm... I think it's I think it's balanced out by my R and B speaking it speakover. Is. Which let's be honest, oh my god, we just we, went full loop. The virtue of all things is found in the center. And so when you've got me doing R and B lyrics over the top of Greg's going, aggressive, you gotta be you gotta aggressive be, finger pointing story. This is where the virtue is found. And the virtue is found in ethics. What an interesting path that accountants have to lead this is the new ending that accountants have to lead and that they have to be well in some ways potentially the most ethical person because corporations are supposed to here's the only thing that keeps capitalism alive is capitalism don't give a fuck about what people are doing but but the ethics of accountants will allow them to be able to compete in a world uh that is trying to find profits without 
exposing them to unethical treatment, I think, or they're either their employees or their practices or whatever it is. Man, it yeah. is so hard to make a point We're, when you're so. No, good. you made it. You made it. Listen, Thanks, man. Accountants. I do have a newfound respect for accountants. Every accountant that I meet, I'm going to be like, dude, I know that you have the responsibility to be a narc in your real life. And I respect and it. And that sucks. And it's great. And that's really hard. And I'm glad that I can meet you outside of your business. And I'm never going to do business with you because I don't want to be one more stressor on your life. That's okay. what I'm going to say. I don't know if that ended exactly how I wanted it to, but it was pretty damn close. Guys. Thank you so much for he being here is for this. Great kite, and I, though I'm loyal to him, I will say he's great kite. And but if he steps a toe out of that unethical I'm, behavior, I'll stop him. And I'm loyal to Adam Browd. He's the co. And we're loyal of this to podcast. you, but not as much because you're faceless. Drink ethics.